Welcome to all the faces. All right, welcome to all the balls. Week 91. Jake Platt, how you doing? How was your dinner tonight? Really good. Made by the one and only that's Bridget. That's not true. I made it. Oh, sorry. I, I was... made the ravioli. That's why you can't assume. Bridget boiled water and then I cooked everything else. That's why you can't assume things in life. But anyways, welcome to week 91. Jake just finished dinner. And we, we got a good amount to talk about tonight. Um, between between the Red Sox playing their best baseball of the season right now. Yeah, they're still under 500. Boston Celtics one win away from a trip, a trip to the finals. The Boston Bruins, uh, they're, not, they're not playing right now. They're on the beach. And the Patriots are getting ready. All the Patriots are just coming to the Celtics games. That's all they're doing right now. Well, yeah. we were at the game the other night. What did they show, like six or seven on the screen? Damian Harris, the McCordys. Yeah, Malcolm Butler's been there. Matt Jones lost about 30 pounds. He's been there. I mean, you got the whole squad in there. Matt Doran, three down, one to go. You're right about that, but Matt, one game at a time. No, we got, we'll win he tomorrow He said night. one to go. We'll win, we'll win tomorrow night, and then we'll win the next night, and then we'll win the next night, and then we'll win the next night, and then we'll just keep on winning until we'll be partying with you, Matt, in the parade, in the streets of Beantown. I'm going to go crazy. Let's not, let's not get too excited. All right, first things first, to be a little real here, unfortunately, it's all sports, but when, when something big happens in the world, you got to at least mention it, I guess. Unfortunately, the Texas shooting... Obviously, probably the biggest topic in the world right now. Condolences to Texas. Condolences to all those lost. Condolences to all the families. Condolences to all those affected. And the crazy thing about this is it just keeps happening and happening and happening and happening and happening and happening. A lot just, of talk in sports about it. Yeah, I mean, there should be. I mean, Kendrick Perkins, I don't know if you saw the other night, he had, I mean, he has his kids in, I think, fifth grade and sixth grade, he said. And, I mean, whether you're a parent or not a parent, you're affected by this in some way. Teachers families, I mean, kids just going to school on a day-to-day basis, and you just never know what happens these days, and it just keeps on happening. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad. I mean, these kids, what were they, in fourth grade, go to school, and not only them, but there were two um, two teachers, I believe, killed, and today I just heard that the, um, the husband of one of the teachers had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I just read that a second ago. He had a heart attack. I don't know. I mean, lots of trauma, obviously, but... Just a sad situation, and it seems like there was just one that happened. What, the one in Buffalo happened last week? It seems like when there's one that happens, they just keep going one after the other. And there's probably not going to be a stop to it, but unfortunately, what's going on with the world now, it's, it's a sad story is what it is. Very. So condolences all those lost in Texas. I forget what town it was. It was like, it had like five letters. Is, was it Isla or something? Isla, Texas. I forget the exact town, but it was like... Yeah, something like that. It was like Oblook. 90 miles from san antonio i believe so shout out to all of them and hopefully this will be dying down soon unfortunately mandy says he had a heart attack from everything that happened and now his kids have no parents craziness yeah that is that is sad so yeah kicking off the show with that unfortunately but like i said we get a lot to talk about between baseball basketball hockey a little bit of football we'll start we'll start breaking down some depth charts tonight you know we did that last year but i think we did it late so there was one show it was like it was called the depth chart show we had to do like eight different teams in one show. It's like, Jesus, by the end of the show, we knew every single guy in the NFL. But let's start with some some NHL playoffs. Jake, I don't know how much you know that's going on right now. You know how many teams are left? Still standing? Can I guess? Yeah. Take, take, a, take a guess. Okay. Um, there are seven. Good job. Yeah, so we got... The Western Conference, we have the Colorado Avalanche. You like that? Yeah, I do. You like that? Kirk Cousins does. You like that? So the Colorado Avalanche are playing the St. Louis Blues right now. Avalanche had a chance to end the series in five games last night. 
up three to nothing. St. Louis storms back, scores the next three goals. Daniel style. Yeah. Colorado takes the lead to make it 4-3. St. Louis scores with under a minute left, and St. Louis wins in overtime. So you never know. Colorado was the best team, the second best team in the regular season, and now St. Louis has a chance to at least make this a series. It's 3-2 to two and a, a chance to force a game seven. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hockey. It can go either way. It's very exciting, but I feel like the best team will prevail. Yeah, and we've seen the St. Louis team in the past. Obviously, you don't want to talk about it too much. The the year they beat the Bruins, they weren't supposed to go that far, and they made the Bruins look pretty silly in a couple of those Stanley Cup playoff games. So, you know what? Colorado's the better team. I think they're going to win. I'm going to predict they're going to win in six. They'll win the next game. But, you know, if St. Louis wins, anything can happen in a game seven. Sure. So it's been a pretty good series with Gabriel Lanskog, Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche doing some pretty good things. And, St. Louis just got Jordan Bennington, who the star goalie was when the, when the Bruins got to the finals. And he's done pretty good in some of these games. So you never know. I wouldn't count the Blues out yet. Of course, you win one game, and you got game seven. So that's one of the Western Conference series going on. And then also, I believe the other one is tonight. It's the, it's the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Tonight. Uh, yeah, because there's two games. In Calgary. So that will be... If the Oilers win, the series is over. At 9.30, Edmonton is up three games to one. Who said that the Oilers would win that series? You did. That's right. So, yeah, that's a seven-point differential in the point standings in the regular season. Connor McDavid leads the way for Edmonton. Johnny Goudreau, the Boston College kid, leading the way for Calgary. You know what? I think, I think Edmonton is going to play a little down tonight. They're going to yeah, play a little down tonight. Yeah, whatever. I think Johnny Goudreau is going to get a goal, and I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to lose the game tonight. So that's going to go to a game six, which will be two nights away. Jake, you think the Oilers end this tonight in five games? Yes. You're big on the Oilers. I feel like you pick them every year. You and Connor just— I like the Oilers. What do you like about them? Their style? Top-tier talent. Yeah, I mean, Leon Drystal, you got McDavid, you got a great first line, great defense— and Calgary's a team that I feel like every year they like they just pop out of nowhere. They're naturally hot. Yeah, and you like them? They're jer- honestly, I think they have the best jerseys left in these playoffs. Really? You know what color they are? Red and white. Yeah, nice, nice. There we go. He's getting ready for his mixing and matching portion of the NHL I'm trivia part of week ninety one. Yeah, so I like I like them to win the game tonight. Mark Sessa, what's up? All the balls. Yankees stink. No, they're actually they're actually pretty good. They smell. But yeah, so that's what's going on in the Western Conference so far. Mark Sessa, if you're still listening, I guess we might as well get to your team. What actually I think it just kicked off or yeah, it's eight minutes into the game right now. Rangers Hurricanes. This is the only really the good the best series going on. Two games to two. The home team has won every game in the series. Carolina is 0-5 on the road in these playoffs. Whoa. And six and zero at home because they beat the Bruins. So if I had to guess before the game started, unfortunately, Mark, I think the Hurricanes are just too hot at home to lose this game. But you know what? The Rangers are playing good as well. So it's 0-0 right now. I, I should have taken the under, I guess. No, it's, it's too it's early. It's been nine minutes. Jake, who do you think wins? It's 0-0, two games to two. Whoever wins this game has obviously a better shot to win the series. And Carolina has not lost at home in these playoffs. Call me crazy. Rangers. And the Rangers score? No, imagine. Yeah, so I get Carolina, Jake at the Rangers, and what's it's been a very good series. Is there a power play right now? No, there's not. So already halfway through that game, obviously started at seven o'clock. And you know what, Mark? I'm not a huge Rangers hater, and I wouldn't mind seeing them in the playoffs in the in the next round because they get some they get some BC guys, they get a goalie that I really admire. But Mark, you know what? 
they're from New York, so I don't want them to win. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Carolina Hurricanes, even though they just beat my Boston Bruins. They just Bruins. knocked off our team, though. Yeah, so that's in game five right now. Game six, I, I believe, will be Saturday. And then the final Eastern Conference series is, you know what it is, Jake, because it didn't last too long. It lasted about eight days, approximately. I think the, we both had the Lightning winning. Yeah, the best team in the regular season. They win the president. They, they say there's a president's trophy curse going on right now in hockey. I mean, every year, they, the team that has the most points never wins. And the streak continues this year. Not only did they not win, they didn't win one game against the Lightning. Yeah, I mean, the Lightning are, it's a, that's a hard matchup in the second round. The Lightning are a year-in, year-out contender. Yeah, I mean, when you go into a series like this, only in the second round of the playoffs, and you have to play the team that just won the last two Stanley Cups, it's never going to be a good thing. It's a good test. It's a huge they test. It's, it's better than the math class that Bridget gives her stu- students at uh, whatever high school you're at. She's a science or, Oh, yeah, the science yeah, the science test, but you know what I'm science talking about. Test. I couldn't do science to save my life. Mr. Tur- Mr. Turgeon. All right, yeah. Shout out, good guy. But Tampa Bay won that four games to nothing. So Florida, I don't know if you have to really reassess this team, but I don't care whoever you're playing. Run it back, bad series. You can't get swept. No. Tampa Bay's trying to win their third straight Stanley Cup. We'll Man. see it. I mean, the way they're playing right now. When's the last time that happened? Think it's ever happened? I don't know. I mean... And whether, whoever Tampa Bay plays in the next round, obviously Carolina and New York, it's going to be a hell of a semifinals, Eastern Conference finals, I mean. One team will be more rested than, than another, that's for sure. Who's it going to be? Well, the rested team will be the Lightning. If I had to, if I had to take my shot right now and guess, yeah. I think Tampa Bay is going to be in the Eastern Conference finals. Good call. Some one for one. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, Carolina. Tampa Bay is going to advance to the Eastern Conf- be the team out of the Eastern Conference. And then it's going to be the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. I want to, as badly as I want to say the Calgary Flames, I don't think they're going to come back from 3-1. to one. Oilers, baby. And then I think it's going to be Avalanche, Lightning, and the Avalanche win. Is that what you said? Um, I don't remember. So Wait, I Review the tape. What tape? Oh, yeah. The, like the thing we record I, I can't every go, week. I can't go back that far. Are you crazy? All right, so yeah. I want you to go back to when we talked about the playoffs for the NBA. And oh, I have it. I have it written I want, down. I want to see. I'm fairly certain I said it would be the Celtics and the Warriors in the finals. We got to we got to look at your notes, Jake. We got to look at your notes. I didn't write it down. Right. I've been looking for it. Damn, it's too bad. It's... Go back in the damn video. What do you say for the NHL? Because that's what we're talking about right now. I don't know. I have to go in the the damn recording and figure it out. All right. So enough with that. Good Either, luck. It doesn't matter. I was right. Good luck to the four teams playing tonight in the NHL. Hopefully, there'll be some good games because the NBA has not had a lot of good games in these in these last couple nights or actually months. Them. All right, so Jake, let's get to some mixing and matching with Jake. NHL teams and players. You know what? Don't close your eyes, but don't look. I'm not looking at your thing. We got, we got eight teams and four players. Let's start with the teams. I'm going to name the first name, for example, Boston. And you're so gonna you're going to name the city and I name the team. Yeah, I mean, it's the, te- the team's in the city, too, but you get it. So, Boston Bruins. Now I understand. I didn't before. I think you're going to get all of them. Six out of eight right without knowing. Oh, my God. What do you think I am? Like a head case? Mandy said Jake thrives off being right. Yeah, I mean, it's a staple of my who I am. Staples brought to you by Mansfield Cross. Easy button. All right, let's start with, one- let's start with the ones I think he's going to get. So, I'm not going in order. Buffalo. Sabres. Nope. It's pronounced like something else. No shit. I was kidding. Oh, okay. I don't know. 
So the Buffalo Sabres, Jake's one for one. Ottawa. Senators. See, I'm telling you, I'm starting with the easy ones because, no, you might go seven for eight if you look. <laughs> Ottawa. Do they have any right centers? Yeah. Two for two. I want to do two teams that are in the Bruins division just so he gets, like, if he ever goes to the games, he's like, oh, Ottawa. Remember that night on the show where I got the Senators, right? Yeah. But, yeah. You're more likely to see them than some other teams. So. Good to know. We'll keep it in the same division. Don't ask me what division they're in. Um, Metropolitan? Something like that. New Jersey. Devil. You forgot the S. So I'm J- just messing with you, man. Jake's three for three. And I is that, think about that first. Is that the end of the East? No, we get, I actually did four in the East and four in the West. I didn't even notice. This is, this is getting better as we speak. All right. So next we have – it's going to get a little trickier. You know what? I'll skip, I'll skip these because I want to get the ones that you're going to know. Oh, my God. So we'll go with the Las Vegas. Golden Knights. Yep. Four for four. That's not even – that's not right. So Jake's now four for four. You're halfway the there. The Raiders play in Vegas. All right, let's go with um. It's getting tricky. Honestly, I, I'm sticking with six for eight. Well, right now I'm four for four. So. I, I know we we start easy. Vancouver, Canucks. Wow, yeah, that that was one I didn't know. How do you know that? Just from history? Yeah, it's no, it's my favorite slang word for Canadians. What Canucks? Yeah. All right, so you got that. We got three left. We got Columbus. Oh, stop it! Um, skip. All right, so you got two more. Um, Winnipeg, Jets. Damn. Yeah, he he knows too much about football. That's why. All right, so is that it? No, if you're asking, There's we got one more. We got one more. Arizona. I said six for eight. I wait, 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 wait. Coyotes. Yeah. How do you know that? Um. Okay, the Columbus... Oh, you ready for this? Yeah. Blue Jackets. Yeah. All right. The Knights of Columbus. What do you say, Knights? Yeah. All right, so you just eight for eight. Well, yeah, I guess. Good that job. Was, I needed that after your six for eight comment. That's horrible. All right, so then we get four players I wrote down here. Let's see what he can do with these players. Yeah, I did four teams that are currently still in the playoffs. <laughs> so, I mean, I can name you the players, but I, I, it's going to be tough. Actually, I gave you a hint, some hints when we were going over these guys. I, I know. That's... So the players are Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Sebastian Ajo and Connor McDavid. Okay. So there's only yeah. There's yeah. seven teams remaining in the playoffs. McDavid is... He's McDavid scared. is on the Oilers. Yeah, so you got that one. Um... And then you get Nathan McKinnon. Yep. So now there's only six teams left. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon, Johnny Goudreau, and Sebastian Ajo. So there's no, okay. Good, I, good I, I to know there's no repeat teams. I mentioned Nathan McKinnon at the beginning of the show when we were going over one of the teams, and I think I mentioned Johnny Goudreau as well. If you were listening, it's not my fault. I don't listen to what you say. Um, and Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo. Okay, so. Nate McKinnon. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Dave. Doing good. Yeah. Surprise. What? Uh. Um, sure. Yeah, so we got McKinnon, um, we got Goudreau, and we got Aho. Yep. Okay, so... Not Aho, but Aho. It's really going to be some, some loose guessing, to be completely honest. I, I can tell you the teams that we got left. I didn't, the no, 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 no. 
Okay, so well, I guess I'll start with that. The teams left are the Canes. Yeah. The Rangers. Right. The Forget about the Rangers. I don't like them. Are you, are you saying that none of the players are on the Rangers? Yeah, good guess. Okay. That's, I was leaning that way anyway, just so you know. Um, so you got the Canes and... The Canes, four. the Lightning. Yeah. That's it from the East. Yeah, that's it. Then the last yeah. are from the West. And then there's the Oilers. Right, which you already said, so... Yep, so they're out. So there's only three more? Yeah. Yeah, there's three more. It's the um, Avalanche. Right. It's the Mudslides. It's the... <laughs> um, what? The mudslide? Yeah, like, like avalanche. Oh yeah. Um, it's the avalanche. It's the, um, the team the avalanche are. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. The Blue Man Group. Columbus. No, no. St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and then the other series. Yeah. Who's playing the the Oilers? Right. That's um. It's getting hot. Yeah, the, the Calgary Flames. Right, so, Thanks. so you get Nathan McKinnon, Johnny Goudreau, yep. and Sebastian Aja. Yep. Okay, so I got McKinnon down to two teams. They are? I don't want to say yet, but... Aho. And then Goudreau. Okay, I'm going to say... Goudreau is a blue. Wrong. One for two. You still have a chance to not fail. McKinnon is um I got it down to two teams. I can tell you the teams. I got it down to two teams in my head. So I don't know why I can't distinguish between the Avalanche and the Lightning. But he's on one of those teams. Solid. Right? <laughs> right? Um, is anyone on the Blues? No. Yeah, okay. Um, so. Flames, Avalanche, Hurricanes, Lightning. And, okay, so. Yeah, let's, let, wait, wait, wait. The mix let's, and match. let's eliminate the Flames. Okay. They're out. All right. That's right. No. Okay. <laughs> McKinnon is on... <laughs> I, can't, I can't decide. Um, the mix and match portion of the show is brought to you by Week 92. with a smile. Week 92, because by the time we're done with this, it will be next week. McKin- <laughs> okay, fine. McKinnick, McKinnon is on the... Lightning. Wrong. Alright. He's on the avalanche. Yeah. Okay. Um Sebastian Aho is on The Flames of Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um And Johnny Goudreau is on the Flames. Yeah. Alright, solid. I remember that from playing the Bruins. We should have ended with the teams, alright. Yeah, that was such a... I, I did so good at the start. It was a good try. But hey, if you like hockey, you, you probably like the first 20 minutes of the show. Let's get, let's get to yeah, the... Yeah, if you like embarrassing moments. Then. Let's get to the Red Sox because we haven't talked about them in a couple weeks. We were waiting for the winning streak. 
Before last night, they've won six in a row. They won nine of their last 11 games, which is now you nine. Did you stab me with your pen? No. Why, why would I do that? Nine of their last 12 games. The Red Sox are only three games below 500. Great. The, the bad news is the Yankees are doing so good that I believe they're at least still 10. They have like 13 losses or something. Um, Hurricane scored to make it one nothing, so they're leading in that game against the Rangers. Um, yeah, the Yankees are 31-13, and 13, so the Red Sox are currently 10.5 out of the East. Did Justin want one? Justin, you want a chocolate martini? Sure, thanks. See, service with a service with a martini. Yeah. Thanks. Um, 31-13, the Yankees are. So that means the Red Sox are 10.5 games back behind the Yankees. Is it over, Jake? No. Is it looking good? No. In the wild card, the Red Sox are currently only three games out. So, Jake, I don't know if you answered them, but there's five questions I asked. Oh, Bre- I answered them. Breaking down the Sox a little bit. It's been a good run so far. This is what I spent the most time on. And they got to beat the White Sox tonight because it's one game to one. The White Sox are a pretty good team. And if they can at least – you won six games in a row. You don't want to lose a series after that. you got to show that you're legit and you have a chance to at least be in the playoffs this year. So, number one, what player surprised you the most so far, Jake, this year? It's already more than a quarter of the way through the season, which is crazy. I went with a pitcher. I did too. He's got a 3.5 ERA. Not bad. He starts a little. He relieves a little. We needed a guy to step up, and I think that he's the one that has stepped up the most. Who am I talking about? Garrett Whitlock? That's correct. Yeah, I like Garrett Whitlock has been a bit of a surprise for me. I like Whitlock. Whitlock's a guy that, I mean, he surprised me the way he's been pitching, but I knew he had it in him. I'm a little nervous the way Core has been using him because I think he's, he's a bullpen guy, and I don't want to... I don't yeah, want to stretch so him out thin, too much. Start. Yeah, it kind of, you kind of lose him either way because if you start him, your bullpen's going to be weak. If you put him in the bullpen, then you're missing a starter. And especially with Chris Sale missing right now, it's probably not a bad idea to have him in the starting rotation. I went with Dick Hill. Rich Hill has been awesome. 42-year-old from Milton, Massachusetts. ERA just below four. When it was the offseason, the Red Sox got him. I said, oh, man, what are they doing? They're getting a 42-year-old to fill the rotation. You it's lose- like getting Bartolo. Yeah, seriously. You, you lose Eduardo Rodriguez. And you're just filling out the rotation with this 42-year-old that's, that's pretty reliable. But, I mean, he's going to be in a nursing home probably in 25, 30 years anyways. But the way he's been pitching right now... He might be in a nursing home in 30 years. You don't know. Yeah, if you, if you keep guessing. Like the, that, the hockey guys. Maybe I'm visiting. Thank, thanks, Bridge. Appreciate it. But, yeah, Rich Hill has been really good for the Red Sox. And he's been a main reason why that they're not worse than they should be right now. So he's been very good and he's been very reliable so far in the starting rotation. Number two, there's been a lot of players that have disappointed me so far this year. It was very hard to come down to one, but I went down to the guy that's disappointed me the most. Jake, I don't know if you got the same guy as me. I have to say this with a heavy heart. Cheers, everyone. I have to say this with a very heavy heart. My favorite Red Sox player has been very disappointing. Verdugo? Verdugo. Yeah, I mean, he started off hot, too. But I didn't look. I think he's batting like 214 right now. Yeah, 215. And he was the main part of the Mookie Betts deal. And you need, you need that to at least – you need Verdugo to at least show that he got it. And am I concerned about him too much? Not really. But it's a quarter of the way through the season now, and he's only batting 215. He's supposed to be a main part of your lineup. He was very good last year. You need Verdugo to get back to what he did last year. He hasn't been great in the field either. And now Cora's not even playing him every day. He's playing like four or five days a week right now. That's so. absurd. Verdugo needs to get back. He's still young. I still have the utmost confidence that he will get back to what he's been doing for most of his career, but he's a key part of your lineup. And the guy that I have that's been disappointing me the most is a, a huge part of the lineup as well. Kike Hernandez mm. batting just above, up, 
I think he's above 200 finally right now. But this is a guy last year that was probably the best player for the Red Sox in that postseason run. Yeah, I mean, most consistent for sure. He was awesome. Clutch hits, huge home runs. He was playing the field. He's a guy that can play center field. He can play second base. And unfortunately right now, I, I don't know what it is. He just looks like his swing looks different. In the field, he looks a little he looks a little slow. And I don't know whether that's the Sox got Jackie Bradley and they're just not the chemistry's not there in the outfield yet. But there's no there's no excuses for the way that he's been in the plate so far. I think he only has I think he just had his second or third home run of the season. And that means he's on pace for about only twelve home runs this year. Trash. And especially from your leadoff guy, you're counting on him to get on base. He's a guy that kickstarts the lineup. He's a guy that you need, whether it's a walk, a hit by pitch, getting a home run. He's a guy that you need on base. And the Red Sox, extremely high payroll. Kike Hernandez, I'm counting on you to step up. And Verdugo. Absolutely. Both of them. If they step up, the, we're above 500. And listen, if we were doing the show last week, we would have said Trevor Story was the man. But Yeah, now he's balling. He just won player of the week. I mean, he had six home runs in the last series, already up to eight in the season. This is what we expected from him. That's but, right. But I'll hit on Trevor Story possibly in a minute. So question number three. Like I said, it's a quarter. Is it a quarter of the way? They play 162 games. They're 20 and 23. They 40, yeah. yeah, so they've already played 43. More than a quarter of the way through the year, Jake. If the season ended today, where do you think the end result will be? Drum roll, please. I don't want to hurt the table too much. They will miss the playoffs. Miss it. I mean, yeah, that's probably what most people are saying right now. I said they're going to finish third in the division, which right now they are. Yankees are first, Tampa Bay second. No, actually fourth. Toronto, Toronto's 23-20, and 20, which is a real surprise to me. I thought they'd be much better. And then, so I think they're going to end up finishing in third. Tampa Bay, I think, is going to take a little bit of a dive. But right now, it's, I mean, it's pretty close. And then, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Wild card. Third wild card. They expanded this year for three wild cards for each division, for each um, American League and National League. And I think they're going to lose in the first round of the wild card. So, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, it would be a huge, huge negative for this team. If you're looking at the standings right now. It's kind of wacky what's going on. There's like four or five teams with the same records. Yeah. The Reds are the worst team in baseball. One to big win today. One by 15 today. All right. So question number four is what can make them a World Series contender? And, and this is a team that was a World Series contender last year. That's right. So. And going into the year, I forget what you said they'd be, but I had pretty high expectations. I think I had 90 wins. I don't know. Over under was like 83 and a half. Um. I think it's pretty simple. I, I have two things that they need. One of them they will get. One of them they'll have to try and get. They need an ace, and they need a consistent closer. Yeah, and, it's and it was it was Whitlock last year, but he's in the rotation. Now. Yeah, but if they get Sale, maybe he moves back. I don't It could work. And interesting that you mentioned Sale, because what, what can I, I think make this team into a World Series contender? You get Chris Sale back, a healthy Chris Sale back, a good Chris Sale, and that solves a lot of issues because you still get Evaldi in the rotation. You get, still get Nick Pavetta, who's finally pitching good. Then you still get Michael Waka and Rich Hill. And when Sale comes back, Tanner Houck. yeah, and Hulk's been in the bullpen now. So the deep this rotation and bullpen gets so much deeper when Chris Sale gets back. You can get Hulk in the rotation. Whitlock could even go back to the bullpen if you need him to be. You could have Rich Hill in the bullpen. You can. There can be so many scenarios for this team, and it just makes the arms in this rotation a lot, a lot better, quite frankly. And Chris Sale, when he's healthy, should be the best arm in this rotation, no doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. Anthony Allen said A, B, C, D. But yeah, so and then our lineup. I said our lineup because 
going into the year, this is a team that I believe has a top three lineup in baseball, and they haven't even lived up to the expectations yet. J.D. Martinez has been awesome. I'm, J.D. Martinez, is he's been like 375 right now. And then you get Xander Bogarts. He's being Xander Bogarts. You get Rafael Devers, who's been phenomenal. And then besides from those three, I mean, you don't have a guy, I don't think, that's above 250 besides those three right now. And the, They're carrying. So those three are carrying, and, and Trevor Story is on his way to being the Trevor Story that we thought he'd be in the offseason. So I'm not too concerned with the lineup. Oh, Bridget got the jokes. She's here all night. Try the veal. All right. So um, question number five. I can't even read my own writing. World Series. Dis- well, maybe not disregarding the Red Sox. Well, for Jake, we're disregarding the Red Sox because he said they wouldn't make the playoffs. What's your World Series prediction, Jake? A quarter of the way through the season. You might think I'm crazy, but I like that. We know he's crazy. We just want a prediction. I'm going to say that the New York Yankees are due, and they, they get there. Ding, ding, ding. And I have them playing the... Yeah, I hate to say it. They're due. They haven't been there in a while. They haven't been there in a while. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're due when they get there, um, and they'll be playing the San Diego Padres. What the hell is that? Oh, sorry, the San Diego Padres. That is interesting because that was my no. I had the Padres White Sox before the season started, and you know it's a quarter of the way through, so you got to change some things. I have the Yankees getting to the World Series and losing. To the LA Dodgers. I'm not going out of Dodgers two- definitely took a step back from last year. What are they right? Do they have the same record as the Yankees? That bullpen is not the same. So, real quickly, an update the division leaders right now Yankees at 31 and 13, leading the AL East. Twins are 10 games above 500, leading the Central. Astros, who are always good, 12, 13 games above 500, leading the West. Nationally, the Mets are 29 and 17. Milwaukee, 28 and 16. The Dodgers are 29 and 14. Padres. And the Padres are a game and a half behind the Dodgers right now. So, I mean, things are jumbled up for the most part. A lot of pretty good teams. Atlanta's take this, took a step back again. The World Series champs from last year. And I thought the White Sox would be better. They're only a game above five hundred right now. So, a lot of baseball left to be played. Am I too concerned about the Red Sox? No, but unfortunately the Yankees have been so good that they have a big hole to climb out of right now. But the good news That's is... That's why there's wild cards. And the good news is they still play them 15 more times. <laughs> Yeah. So you can make that up pretty fast. They played them three at the beginning of the year. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, if they win every single one of those, they'll be up like two games on them. Yeah, we'll see. So that's the hockey and baseball stuff going on right now. I said to Jake, last year we went over some of the NFL depth charts. So you know what? It's Football is going to be here. What? Are we less than four months away? Yeah, we are way less. This we're is almost, such we're a... This we're is both. such a waste of time. Hey, you got to get every team in. So you know what? The shitty ones... Get them out of the way. Should we start with the Texans or Lions? Texans. So if you don't know, from this show until the season opener, we're going to be breaking down at least two NFL teams' depth charts every single week. And Yay. by the time we do our NFL preview, you're going to be like, oh, you know what? The Texans' D-line, it's, it's underrated. Are you serious? That's why they're going to be 8-9. and nine. By the time we do the NFL preview, I'm be like, what the hell did I say back in May? Yeah, that's why we got recordings. I mean, recordings. You said the Texans or the Lions. Texans, the, the worst team. In the whole league? Probably. Did I do the two worst teams in the league today? Mm, the Jags. Hey, I, I like to keep my uncle waiting. All right, so let's start with the Texans special teams. Cleveland. Texans special teams, I believe it stayed the same because Kaimi Fairbairn seems like he's been there for years. Love him. Actually, maybe a top five kicker in the league. I haven't 
thought about every kicker, but he's probably I top would, ten. I would argue no. Top ten. Um, Got to be top ten. Are we running through this very quickly? <sighs> you think I know every kicker? Tucker. I mean the good ones, yeah. Butker. Tucker. Those are definitely better. Um, Nick Folk's probably I, top I ten. I haven't done this in so long. Yeah, Nick Folk doesn't have doesn't have power though. Zerline still around? Yes, he's on. Well, he was on Dallas. He's good. He's good. Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby. Uh, he, he had a down year. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's fine. Fairbairn um, is good. Fairbairn is good. How about Will Lutz? Eh. Show, I like Will Lutz. See what you can do this year. Okay. What about you want a throwback? Who? How about uh, Chandler Catanzaro? Yeah, he's he was good. Yeah. How about my allergies? All right. Um, How about that wife beater, John Brown? Yeah, seriously. I think Kami Fairburn is pretty close to top ten. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 up for debate. For and their sure. punters, Cameron Johnson, never heard of you. Sorry. How about Michael Badgley? Yeah, he's actually top ten. Wait, you know, you know who's good? Yeah. Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, Blankenship's good. I like yeah. his goggles. All right, so the defensive line for the Texans, like I said, yeah, their defensive line is not good. So up front, you got on the, the DNs, Jonathan Greener and Rasheem Green. Rasheem Green's a young kid. And then your and Mario Addison, they signed in the offseason, which he's probably at least like 35 years old now. <laughs> and then your D tackles, you got Malik Collins from Dallas, I believe, mm-hmm. and Ross Blacklock. So, I mean, is it a horrible D line? Trash. You got veterans there, but what are the veterans going to do? You're on a Texans team that's probably going to be okay. one and six after seven okay. weeks. How many. How many sacks per game does this D-line get? One and a half if they're lucky. I think it's less. I mean, yeah, Jacksonville, so playing them twice, you could rack up a couple, three sacks. Yeah, they might get zero against the Colts. Yeah, so it's it's a tough D-line, and I feel like they lost a little bit from last year. I, don't, I mean, J.J. Watt's not there anymore. What do I know? J.J. Watt's not there anymore. He wasn't there last year either. So that's your D-line. I mean, Ross Blacklock is a good D-tackle, and Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes are pretty much gone in past the, their prime in wheelchairs moving on to their linebackers you get christian kirksey who's not bad from the browns and then you get Navelle hewitt and camu gruger hill and don't forget about kevin pierre lewis from boston college front seven to this team they're probably the worst probably the worst one we've talked about so far you think this is the worst front seven in football i don't know that for sure it could but, be but it's it's a contender they don't have any stud there i mean no. Christian they, Kirksey's they have, good. They don't even have potential. Yeah, I mean, that's why they hope their secondary can be pretty good. So let's get this straight. The front seven's horrible. And then your secondary, it's not – your safeties are Eric Murray. He came from the Chiefs, I believe. And then your other starting safeties, Terrence Brooks, the former Patriot, who last year he actually kind of hurt the Patriots, but we still won that game by a couple points. Those guys are yeah, okay. Mac. And then your cornerbacks are Derek Stingley Jr., who – they better hope he's a star. I'm excited for him. Yeah, he should be. He's probably the best cornerback in the sh- second best cornerback in the draft. Gardner. Yeah, so Derek Stingley, they're expecting big things from him. They also have Desmond King, who they drafted a couple years ago. Yep. And then there are other cornerbacks from Kansas City Chiefs, Steven Nelson. So you look up and down this defense, and if Derek Stingley doesn't pan out, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. If he's like a dud, I mean, it's not a huge step back because he's basically the only good piece they have. But they, they get nothing. Yeah, they got a. I mean, it's a waste of a you know top ten picks. And I don't know if they don't have money or not, but I feel like they didn't invest in that front seven. They definitely have money. They're not paying anyone. Yeah, they they better hope Stingley's good. They better hope that secondary is good because you know who they're paying. Who? Um, they're probably paying David Johnson's contract. 
Yeah, so they're, they're screwed Wherever for that. he may be. So that's the defense. Probably a bottom, definitely a bottom five defense in the league. Let's get to the offensive line because we like to do that to get it done with. Well, not really. Honestly, their tackles are pretty good. Laramie sure. Tunsil, you know all about him from the Dolphins. Yeah, also known as Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, him too. And then you got Titus Howard on the other end of the line who's actually really good. So your tackles are what they actually have invested in in the last couple of years, which I guess you got to protect Davis Mills. They definitely weren't protecting uh, Matt Deshaun Schaub. Watson. Oh, no. Th- these Matt tack- Schaub? Yeah. Ten Matt years Schaub ago. hasn't played for this team in at least 10 years. Your guards are Kenyon Green and A.J. Khan, and your center is Justin Britt. How many starters do you think they've had since Matt Schaub? Five. That's probably a good guess. They, they've definitely had Mallet and Hoyer and Watson now you Davis and Mills. Mills and Ty- Fitzpatrick. Tyrod Taylor? And Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, so... The, That's six. This offensive line is... Good, but, I mean, how good is it going to be? You're going to stand there for 30 seconds and protect Davis Mills? I mean, that's probably the be- the better portion of their team is this offensive line. Yep. Let's get to the running backs. The running back, oh, my God. Hey, this is my first time looking at the depth chart. Um, they're starting running back right now is Marlon Mack. I, I mean, he's not bad when he's healthy. And we'll see if he bounces back. He really didn't play much last year. So they must have signed him in the offseason. They did. So they got Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead as their running back tandem right now. Great. And, I mean, Rex Burkhead's good, but I feel like what's he good for half of the games, maybe, if he's lucky? I don't know. If they use him sparingly, maybe he'll stay healthy. And then you also get Deer Ogden Wobley from the Buccaneers, who I don't know if he's good or not because he kind of sucks. So those two running backs, I mean, if you're telling me Marlon Max, you're running back one, uh, nah, he's not that bad. He's not you really bad. think that? No. I mean, post-ACL, I'm not so sure. But By week three, Damian Pierce is going to be started. Probably when, be her. When Marlon Mack was the starter for the Colts, he had a fantastic season. Yeah. Their offensive line was very good, and the passing attack needed to be respected. But Marlon Mack was fantastic for the Colts. And then look at the wide receiver room. I think it's kind of deep, honestly. I mean, you got two former— Are you joking? It's deep that you can—six guys can play, at least. I think they suck. Yeah, it's not good, but it's deep. Like, Brandon Cooks is obviously their best receiver. Yeah. And then John Mechie, you're hoping, is a stud. Yeah. And then they're listing Nico Collins as their wide receiver three. Great. He was all right. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett, another former Patriot. And then you also have Chris Conley, the former Chief, and Chris Moore, a guy that's lit up the Patriots in the past. So maybe these six might not even all make the team. I'm guessing maybe Chris Moore gets cut or something like that. But it's another situation on offense. You better hope that John Mechie— Nico Collins? He was there. He played, got a couple touchdowns last year. You better hope that John Mechie pans out, and he probably will. I'm sure he will. But, I actually like Davis Mills. And Davis Mills is the quarterback. They also have Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll. And Kevin Hogan. Yes. <laughs> I well, mean, I mean, I named those three because all of them have started in the NFL. Yeah, this Davis Mills is obviously the That's quarterback. That's kind of rare. What, that all three started? Yeah. Overall, if you're in Houston, I'm sorry, but the Rockets stink. Yes. The Texans are going to be horrible. Astros. And you're lucky you got a good baseball team. They're lucky they don't have a hockey team. Yeah, if you had a hockey team, we might as well end the show now. No, all right. All right, so let's get to the next team that stinks. Overall, Jake, any more thoughts on this team? Davis Mills, I agree with you, he's not horrible. But I actually, he's not in a good situation. No, he's not. He's definitely not in a good situation. But I respect them for trying to see what he's like and not just – you know, going out and getting another guy because they, they're writing him off because he didn't have a big name coming out of college or whatever. I think that Davis Mills has potential to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I, I want to see it happen, especially 
when the team has so many other holes they can fill. Yeah, and he's not Davis Toronto's great talent. Davis Mills is not the biggest need to, to be replaced. He, he can play. So I, I want to see it happen. The biggest need tonight is this Martini. Thank you, Bridget. All right, let's get to the next team. I'm buzzing. I know. I'm, I'm, you want to go on Buzz Light? You're at Disney? No, all right, let's go. Um, the 4-3 defense. Actually, we'll start with the special teams for Detroit. So the Detroit Lions, for those of you who don't know, What's the best thing about this team? They play on Thanksgiving at the beginning of every Thanksgiving. They're receiving core. <laughs> yeah, so their kicker is Riley Patterson. And what the f- they Who? Have, they, they have Austin Cyber. And they have Aldrich Rosas. They're, tr- they're isn't testing he like, him out. Isn't he going to prison? No. He got in like legal trouble, I think. For what? Kicking someone in the head? I don't know. So you get Riley Patterson. He might be a rookie. I actually like their kick returner. Yeah, 22 years old. Second year, he was 13 of 14 on field goals last year from Memphis. So I guess he's the, the starting kicker because he's born in 1999. And then you get Austin Seibert and Aldrich Rosas. I like their kick returner. Do you like their punter, Jack Fox? I don't know. Yeah, your kick returner, what, Godwin, whatever? No, Khalif Raymond. Oh, yeah, he's, he's their punt returner. But, yeah, he's good too. So special teams, I'm not too concerned about. You'll figure that out because if you're not good, you're not good. Let's start with the base 4-3 defense. Their defensive line is definitely better than the Texans. No doubt. I mean, they, they just had a fantastic draft. So your ends are, you got the two brothers, Romeo Okwara and Julian Okwara. But your right defensive end is Aiden Hutchinson. And a lot of people thought this should have been the number one pick. He was the number two pick in the draft. He's going to step in right away, and I think he's going to be an absolute beast. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this kid can do. He's also from Michigan as well, so he's playing in his hometown. And then your tackles are Michael Brockers, who's not bad. He's had experience with the LA Rams in the past. And then you've got Aleem McNeil. Never really heard of you. So overall, I mean, if this Hutchinson kid pans out, which he's a top two he pick, he should. To. He has to. And then your other defensive end, Romeo Quara, is not that bad either. So your D end, compared to the Texans, much better. Way better. The de- this defense has life. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Your linebackers, you've got Alex Anzalone, if you don't remember. He's the guy that has a long hair from the Saints. And then you get, Yeah, if you still don't remember, then you're with me. Then look it up. Then you get... Let me see. I think, and then you got Jared Davis, linebacker from Alabama. Yeah, that's him, Alex Anzalone. You got Jared Davis, linebacker He's out of rookie too, right? Alabama. I think it's like his third or fourth year. Jared Davis. He came from Alabama. No, Florida. It's his fifth year. Oh, he started his career with it. So I think he's another a key linebacker that could be pretty good. And then you get Derek Barnes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like this is a great front seven, but we're we're coming yeah, off top. They could probably beat the Vikings. We're talking about the Houston Texans here. No, we're not. I mean, we were. So the front seven's not bad, and then how do you like the secondary? Your safeties, you get Tracy Walker and Deshaun Elliott. Your cornerbacks, you get Amani O'Rory and Jeff Okuda. It's not it's it's not good, but it it could be worse. I mean Okuda's supposed to be a star. Yeah, he's no he had a coming very, off an injury. He had a very good rookie season. Yeah, and then very he got hurt. Good. And then you got Mike Hughes, who who came from the Minnesota Vikings, and then you get Melifanu, who I believe came from Syracuse. Yeah, he did. 23-year-old. Yeah, so your secondary's deep, but let me don't get me wrong. This is the Detroit Lions. They play at the the first game on Thanksgiving every year for a reason. People need to turn on the TV and one of those Matt- and not have to pay attention. And one of those Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. I mean, those were the glory days. But now you you're tuning in to see Jared Goff. Like like who wants to see Jared Goff to start their Thanksgiving? I like who he's throwing to. All right, their defense is not bad. Let's get to the offense. Your tackles are Pine Suell, who's supposed to be a star. Along with Taylor Decker, you're uh, just like the Texans. They get good tackles. Their guards are Jonah Jackson and Halapula Vivi Vaveatayai. If that's how you want to pronounce it. Let me see it. 
Halapulavati Vetai. Sounds like I'm going to a wedding. All right. In the center is Frank Ragno. Frank Ragno's one what of the... What wedding? I don't know. Someone that lives overseas. Their center is Frank Ragno. He's not bad. But overall, I mean... Like I said, Goff's the quarterback. Better get the ball out quick. This line seems invested on this offensive line for a long time. Yeah, well, it didn't work. And I think finally this is the year that it's going to be good. But what's it going to matter when you have to play in a decent division? Running backs are DeAndre Swift. It's not that good of a division. DeAndre Swift's actually really good. He is. I like Jamal Williams too. Jamal Williams, Green Bay Packers. If you can have a backup as good as Jamal Williams, I'd take him any day. And then, like we said, Jared Goff's the quarterback. Jake told me on the car ride over here he likes the wide receiver group. I actually do. I assume Amon St. Brown is going to resume that number one role. Yeah, but they also have DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds, Quintus Cephas, Jamison Williams, Raymond. Yeah, and they just drafted Jamison Williams. I think that it's a it's a good group of guys that I mean has some experienced veteran leadership in like Chark and Reynolds, guys that have you know been around. And and some young guys that can develop. I I like the team. Chark's a guy, by the way, that he was hurt last year. But if you pair him with St. Brown and the tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Yep. I mean, we, we forgot about the tight end for the Texans. is Breven Jordan, so who really gives a shit? But in Farrell Brown. But TJ Hawkinson's probably might be the fifth best tight end in the league right now. You're going fifth? With Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Kyle Pitts, Gronk-ish. Would you say Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Kittle, Waller, Pitts, Andrews? He's probably five or six. This is only at seven. Andrews. It's close. But, I mean, Hawkinson's a good tight end. You get that thing. You, you get a wall charger? Yeah. So, Jake, overall, we're not, we're not going to predict the team's records this here. This is not the right charger. I mean, f- no, for this, for the um, phone. <laughs> Your computer's at seven. Yeah, we'll, we'll do one at a time. Who do you think's the better team right now, the Texans or the Lions? To me, there's no question it's the Lions. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, the question is, who's a better quarterback? Is it Jared Goff or Davis Mills? With the weapons they have, I have to say Goff, even though I don't like Goff. Yeah, Jake's, Jake's a Goff hater. And Goff should have a better year as well. I mean, Davis Mills has nobody to throw to. Brandon, no, no one. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. probably play like 12 games. But he's getting up there in age as well. So that's, that's a tough situation there. But I think the Lions are lucky to have drafted a tight end as good as TJ Hawkinson, to be honest with you. He's, he's, a very good, he's a very good player. So we'll get to two more NFL teams next week, Jake. It's time for your favorite part of the show. This is as far as we'll go. You know what that means? Scooch. It means I'm the star now. All right. Time for the NBA. Yes. So those were, our, those were our two teams, the Texans and the Lions. I'll have Jake pick the two teams next week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or, we, or you can just do that thing I don't think I've ever picked. 1 to 32, and you were doing, I think we were doing that last mm. week. All right, so time to break down the two NBA series that are obviously going on right now. Let's start with the West. Game 5 is tonight. Before the series started, I had Golden State in 7. Do you remember what you had? I either said Golden State in 5 or Golden State in 6. I wasn't... It, I didn't think it'd be very competitive. Yeah, so right now, I think if I was a betting man, I think, I think Golden State has to, has to advance to the championship tonight. I mean, they're at home. They didn't play that well last game. I don't know how much you watched of it, but it kind of looks like they just caved in. They didn't care about it too much. But what are your overall thoughts from what you've seen in this series between a Golden State team that's been there before and a Dallas team that hasn't been there in a while? I mean, Luka Doncic is turning into a star. He is a star. 
Yeah, Luka Doncic is turning into a star. Um, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but I've definitely discussed this with, I think, you and some other people. It's a, it's a goddamn miracle if your second best player is Jalen Brunson and you're competing for an NBA championship. We talked about this last um, week when we did the top 10 players of the series. Right. I mean, it was... So, so I... It's, rid- it's borderline so, ridiculous. So credit to Luka. Because he is he is not only performing... Credit his, to Bridget. Thanks for the martini. All right. no, not only is he performing at his own highest level, but he's bringing the best out of all of his teammates. He's alone. He doesn't have another star to play with. Steph has Clay. Steph has Draymond, who I wouldn't call a star, but... He's good in his role. Brings a great defensive presence to their team. Um, I don't think Luka has that prime level experienced help it's crazy so, they're this far it's absolutely crazy i mean phoenix was beat up they didn't play right dallas took advantage going into the golden season state's not the same i don't i, mean, I think i've seen i think i've said this what on is the past like past no, golden state no teams? golden state's not the same as everyone else oh, i think yeah. i've said this on the show they're different it's a different team their their mentality their play style their culture their level of play um, they're, they're probably the best team any team is going to play in the playoffs, no matter who they are. They're hard to guard. That's the thing. I mean, you get two elite shooters, two of the top, possibly five best shooters of all time. I mean, obviously Curry's the best. I don't even think there's an argument there. I think it's a, def- a definite yes. And then not, not only them, but as much as there's hate on Draymond Green, he's an elite defender. Yep. He, he's good in his role. Yep. You got Andrew Wiggins. You got Jordan Poole's turning into a great player. Yep. And Steve Kerr, I hate to say it, is also a pretty good coach as well. He's I mean, been, he's been around all the best. So. And the thing is, just going into the season, I don't even remember where I had Dallas. But if you tell me going into the season, a starting lineup of Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock, Doreen Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, and Luka Doncic, you, you'd think I was silly if I said this team would be in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, absolutely. I think I had them finishing. I mean, I have it somewhere. I yeah, I have it in here, but I think I had them like fifth or sixth, and and they were what second? No, I'm sorry, they were fifth. They were fifth. I mean, they were fifth. They're second now. Um, right. Um, and the thing is, it's not like at the deadline. It's not like they did I much either. Them, I had them in that fifth or sixth spot, not doing this. Um, they I, got Davis Bertans at the deadline. Yeah, because they traded Porzingis. Yeah, which I mean, and they, yeah, they, they had also, Porzingis they also too. Got yeah, so they had Porzingis at the beginning of the year. Dinwiddie's been added to the bench, but he hasn't been. I mean, he hasn't been sensational. No, he's he's an okay player though. But yeah, they they went through Utah, which I mean, I had Utah one in the series. So did Jake. But I think this year proved something about Utah. It was more about Utah in that series to me than it was about Dallas. Something's gonna happen with Utah this offseason. Yeah, they're they're fake. And then they're fake. Who they beat after Utah? They they beat Phoenix. they beat Phoenix, and that was that was when I said, oh my, maybe maybe this could be a six or seven game series with Golden State. And we've just seen, for the bigger portion of the series, it's been a complete joke. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... I, I don't want to discredit Dallas, because any team that gets to the conference finals is... Yeah, you're good. I, a I mean, final... I mean, simple enough. They're a final four team in the NBA. There's four teams left, and Dallas is one of them. There's no argument there. But I think there's something to be said about Dallas finally playing against a good team. Um, yeah, we thought Phoenix was good too. You know, I, I like Utah. I like the roster. They don't play right. Something's wrong, and they just 
don't bring the level of play they're supposed to for the talent that's on their maybe roster. It's, maybe it's Donovan Dallas, Mitchell. Dallas took advantage of one of the game. You might be right. It might be Rudy Gobert. It might be Bojan thinking that he should have a larger role. I don't know what it is. It might be Jordan Clarkson yeah. you know, overstepping as far as a bench score. It, it could be anything. Um, but Dallas, it's just Dallas, crazy. Dallas took advantage of Utah. They got to Phoenix. Phoenix was already playing kind of bad. They, they took care of the Pelicans because the Pelicans aren't that good of a team. But Paul wasn't right. Bridges wasn't right. Booker was shooting poorly. The only person that was playing well was, was Crowder, essentially. Um, and that's not going to get you anywhere. Dal- it still took seven games. And Dallas won. Good for them. They won it seven on the road. Very impressive. I will not discredit them getting where they are, but I think that looking back, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty. They finally met a team that is healthy, playing right, and they've been and, there before, and a dynasty, a real, a really good, real contender team. Yeah, I mean, in, in Clay Thompson having him back, he's not been the same Clay Thompson as he was before the injury, but this guy's been there before. He's a world champion. He's been on the stage with Steph Curry. He's been on the stage with Draymond Green. Steve Kerr has been the coach for the whole time. He's been on the stage with Kevon Looney. Yeah, with Looney's been there. But the thing is, I mean, these guys like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie haven't been there before. And as good as they've been in these playoffs, don't get me wrong, what, what Dallas has done is completely unbelievable to me. I did sure. not think they'd get this far. But looking at the roster with, with Bullock and Finney Smith, when they make their three-pointers, they, they got everything going for them. But besides from that— You're not going to be Golden you're State not gonna by be, making three-pointers. Yeah, you're not going to be Golden State by—he took the words right out of my mouth. You're not going to be Golden State by just making three-pointers. you got to play defense. Golden State has the mentality to win this series. I thought it would go seven games. I was on the train that Dallas was playing so well. But, Jake, I'd be surprised if it doesn't end tonight. I'd be shocked. I mean, Golden State's home, and— the line's at like six and a half, seven right now. I, I mean, I mean, it's it's not like Golden State decides whether they win or lose, but in reality, I think that they look at this game and say, if we win, we get an extra day's rest, at least at least one extra day's rest on whoever comes out of the East. So let's win this game. They probably are they probably are anticipating that Boston wins, and they want more rest than us. They want to get there. They want to be the team yeah. that got there first. Because they win tonight. The NBA final starts next Thursday, so they'd get a week. They'd get a week of rest. So we'll see what happens there. That's our thoughts on the Golden State Dallas series. We'll give you our, our some players in a second before we end the show. But moving on to the other series, man. Celtics Heat. I had Celtics in six, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, what did yeah, you? I also had Celtics in six. Yeah, so we we're, both we're had Celtics in six, in six. We're sticking to it. The series has definitely not been. I mean, it's it's been abnormal. It's been a weird series. They've, they've all the games have pretty much been blowouts for the most part. Even last night was. Last know, night might have been the it best was close game. for three quarters or two and a half quarters, and then the Celtics were up like twenty. Main takeaways from me right now: the Celtics after the All Star break have been the best team in the NBA. They are the best. Team they in beat the Brooklyn. NBA. They beat Milwaukee. Who don't get me wrong; those are good teams. They haven't beat Miami yet, but this Miami team is talented. They got a lot of talent, and injuries aside, I mean, super deep. a lot of guys are injured. They're one of the deepest teams, if not the deepest teams, left in these playoffs right now. In the Boston Celtics, people are doubting, doubting Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, whether he could play together. We were 26-26 and 26 in 10th place at one point, but ever since the second half of the season started, this team's been on a roll, and they haven't been able to be stopped. The defense, the three-point shooting— Adding Derek White to the trade deadline, even adding Daniel, adding Daniel Tice to the trade deadline. 
Getting rid of Richardson and Schroeder, no, no ill will to those guys because I, no. I quite frankly liked them a little bit. I did not. I thought they were both. Like, I like Richard. I, I thought Richardson was fine. I thought Richardson was sporadic at best, and all I heard was that Schroeder was a locker room problem. I'm glad they're both gone. But as much as the hate as R.I.P. Romeo, as much as the hate, yeah, as Derek White has gotten, the guy fits the system. He's played under Udoka before in these last couple of games, man. Derek White. I don't care if he's not scoring 20, 30 points a game. He has been phenomenal in these last couple of games against he's Miami. He's been fantastic. And, he, and it comes at a time that Marcus Smart's not 100% either. Yeah, you're right. And it's not just about, you know, looking at the stat sheet after the game and saying, oh, Derek White had 13 points. Derek White had 11 points. Good job. That's what I need him to do. Yeah, watch the game. To me, it's it. timing. Like, Derek, in both those games, Derek White came out early and said, no one else is going to score? Fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah, the game we and went to, he had what? The first seven? He kept the Celtics alive. Like, he, he, he incited, you know, excitement from the rest of the team. He, he made other people say, hey, we're in this game. We can play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like Derek White. Like, as crazy as that sounds, Derek White has set the tone. Two games in a row, we've won both games. Yeah, at the deadline, we're like, oh, we got Derek White. I, I mean, was like, really? We're not is, that, always, is that worth it? We're not always watching San Antonio Spurs games, but man. I think I overvalued Schroeder, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's that's a, that's what made me think Derek White was like not worth what we traded. But White's defense compared to Schroeder, I mean, it's not even it's it's uncomparable. The way that Derek White's been defending in these playoffs, he's been very good. His shooting, he's yeah, a smart player. his shooting's not great, but you don't need it to be great. And overall thoughts from the series right now, I'm shocked at how many guys have left this series with injuries. I mean, Butler Butler apparently says he's 100. percent Butler, Lowry, Lowry's Rob, been hurt. Smart, Tatum, Hero. Shrews left last game for a little while. I mean, the thing to me is if Boston's defense just continues to do this, there's no way they're not winning at home tomorrow night. There's no way. I'm with you, and it's not even about the defense for me. I think that Miami is deflated. I think that they have this series in a place they wanted it. 2-1. I was a little um, nervous. I mean, I'll admit. I was, I mean... You're down Listen, 2-1. They were up 2-1. We've been there before. Off a huge win. They were up 26 points. We got it to one point, and they said, none of that. We're winning this game. They won it. That was a huge win for them. Up 2-1. A game at, uh, you know, a game on the road that they could, they could say, they could really just end the series, honestly. And they've lost two in a row since then. It's been bad. They and have not looked the same. Kyle Lowry, what the- Kyle Lowry's been Kyle, Kyle Lowry had no points. He's been a big He's kind of no negative. He's had no points like twice. Him and Struess combined to go 0 for 14, I believe, mm-hmm. last Field game. Field goalless. And that's your starting backcourt. Shout out to Gabe Vincent, who actually, Gabe Vincent's been playing pretty good every basketball game, for them. honestly, every game. And also Caleb Martin off the bench has given them a lift. You're forgetting like, but I mean, he didn't have a good game last night, but you're forgetting Victor Oladipo. Yeah, he was he was good the night, the night we went. I was, was his best game. But yeah. when Oladipo played like that, I mean... He played so good in the game we went to. The Celtics blew him up. The Celtics right now just they're all connected. The defense, the three point shooting, Brown and Tatum. As as much as Brown pisses me off sometimes, if you watch the second half of that game last night, when those two are scoring like they can score, I don't know if there's anyone in this league that can stop those two right now. I think you're absolutely right. I said it to a friend of mine. When Brown and Tatum both get it going at the same time, they are nearly impossible to match. And I'm not talking about stopping them. I'm talking about just keeping up with that offense there's no there's no keeping up with brown and tatum both don't forget about big al horford 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 has been very timely if the celtics win the championship we're gonna look back 20 30 40 years from now remember big al man he was huge al horford 
has been, I've always liked Al Horford. When we made the trade for Kemp, I'm like, oh, does Al Horford still have it? He's been in the system before. But Al Horford in these playoffs, holy moly motherfucker. Al Horford has been phenomenal. Yeah, and it's not, it's not just how great he's been. I mean, I, I'd love to touch on, on the trade you just talked about. I don't think Kemba has ever been as impactful as Al Horford is right now. Not even close. Not just for the Celtics either. And, and it's not like he has to score even 10 to 12 points every game. I believe last night he had 16. But there's been games like the game before we went to. He had, what, six points? But he played a great game. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything, any one thing in particular. It's just like play Horford's game and be, be a good defender. Be a strong body. Get some rebounds. Maybe make a shot or two. I love when he hits a corner three. It really gets the offense yeah, going. Makes the juices go. You know what actually got me pumped up last night is his and one full court drive where he, he high fived everyone on the side. He got lines. the ball and he just decided, I'm not waiting for anyone. I'm taking off right now. And he beat guards down the court. Lowry fouled him of all people. Oh, and, it was awesome. And that was a, a statement bucket right there, right up with Brown's dunk. It was it was great. It was huge, huge turnaround. So Jake, real quickly before we get to the three best and worst players in the series, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. What happens next? Golden State wins tonight. Yep. Boston wins tomorrow night. Yes. Probably setting up a Golden State Boston finals. Yes. Um, the finals would start next Thursday. Maybe we should probably do the show next Tuesday. We'll have the NBA Finals preview. Okay. I mean, let's hope Boston's involved. That's yeah, but no matter what, it'll be the finals preview. Yeah, so next Tuesday night we'll do our NBA finals preview because it starts next Thursday, and then I think games two is not until like Sunday. So they like to extend it. Jake, all right, Golden State Dallas series, three best players, three most disappointing players. This was actually really hard for me to do. I'll be yeah. I'll be completely honest with you. I was at work. I was like, oh my god, I think this took me like fifteen minutes. Sure, I I think that despite being down so much in this series, the best player is is still Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah. Um. He, you know, he's he's the reason they have one win. He's the reason that they're even there. I think the best player is Luka. Without him, the series would be over. The series wouldn't even happen. Correct. I mean, yeah, Luka's been the best player, and he, I think he's playing a little injured, too. He hasn't looked completely right when he's been out there, either. When he At the start of the season, he looks like he's hobbling around. I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, so Luka's been the best player in the series. I think number two for me is probably... I think there hasn't been a lot of great players in the series, to be Curry's honest with you. Curry's the second best. it got to be Steph Curry. It is Curry. He hasn't been the old the Steph Curry of old, but he hasn't really had to be. They're up 3-1. Sure. And you got a lot of players around him. Got to be Steph. Yeah. Number three for me was pretty hard to decide, but it's a guy that Jake doesn't really like that much. I'm kind of leaning towards Draymond Green. I was thinking about him, but I went with a guy that I think has been very good in this series, and that's Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Going in, I think I had him as like the sixth or seventh best player in the series. But Andrew Wiggins, he's been the main guy that's been guarding Luka. And Luka's obviously been going off for the most part. But Andrew Wiggins is scoring the basketball. Yep. He's shooting the three. Yep. He's getting to the line. But by the way, he's a horrible free throw shooter. Yeah, he, I can't believe he was the first pick in the draft. But I don't want to think too far ahead if it's Golden State Boston. Andrew Wiggins is a guy that when he's playing at the top of his game, he can be dangerous. As much as Jake, you're not a huge fan, neither am I. Wiggins has had a good series. I don't know sure. if he can, I don't know if it says what he's averaging in the playoffs right now. He is averaging 15.7. Has he? Seven boards. Yeah, I think Andrew Wiggins has been a big, big factor for that offense. I really do. So I get Curry, Donkic, Wiggins, Jacob Curry, Donkic, and Draymond. Mm-hmm. Three most disappointing players for you, Jake, in this series so far. Starting you, with the most? I don't even know if I wrote that, but I just, at work, I wrote it. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Disappoint. I mean, there's that wasn't lot, on the agenda. There's a lot of like no show players in the series. Yeah, I don't think you actually prompted me to <laughs> to talk about this. So <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I kind of have to think about it, but I don't know. I mean, number one for me has been Clay Thompson. Really, he had like a twenty point game at one point. I mean, I just I think that it's hard to judge Clay Thompson because I get what you're saying. Like, there's no, there wasn't any like. Clay Thompson game, right? Like there wasn't like the game where Clay took over, and but he, he hasn't had to, and he was the guy, right? But he hasn't had to. That's a that's a great point. It wasn't even one I was going to make. Thank you. I just think that the the expectation game log, the expectation for Clay Thompson is probably too high. This is what he's um, on because yes, the first thing is he doesn't need to do that anymore. There, it's not just about playing Dallas, but like Golden State has evolved to a point where they have a Wiggins, they have a Jordan Poole, they have um, Kevon Looney making plays, they got Draymond making plays. Otto Porter. They got Curry stepping up. You know, they, yeah, they have Otto Porter. They have guys that are contributing more to the offense than, than the older Warriors used to have. It used to just be like, hey, you're going to get 90 points out of Steph, Clay, and, and Durant. Um, everyone else can put up 20, and the game's over. Um that's not the case anymore, and I think Clay has kind of taken a step back as a player as well, beyond his injury. And this is just what he is. If you're getting consistent shooting, a, that's a, what he scored so far. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, if you look, he right, hasn't been shooting that. He's bad. shooting five for ten. He had a bad game, six for eighteen. Six. But but otherwise, five for ten, six for ten, seven for thirteen. And his three point shooting hasn't been. I mean, it hasn't been what it used to be. No, but, but if you got a guy coming out shooting fifty percent or better, and you know, you're winning those games. I think he contributed what he needs to contribute. I wouldn't say he's he's been the most disappointing player in the series. I think the expectation, the bar is set too high for, for Clay Thompson if you're saying that he's been bad. I got Clay, I got Dorian Finney Smith, and this isn't picking on Dorian Finney Smith, but you need someone else to step up besides Donkey. Absolutely, and there's, there's And he hasn't really stepped up. There's too a much. set of starters with Dallas that He was a top ten player for us in the series, yeah, I believe. They seem to show up and, and he did not. Um I was thinking about Reggie Bullock, but like either they're like the he same player. He had a horrible player. game than a good game. Yeah, they're like the same player, so it doesn't really matter. And then number three for me, I couldn't come up with one, so I just said consistency of the Mavs guards. And I'm mainly pointing at Dinwiddie and Brunson. Both of them haven't had a great game. I mean, they've had good games in the series. But you need both of them to be clicking at the same time. And it really hasn't happened too much. And that's the main reason why. You need everyone on roster clicking to Especially when you're playing Golden State, yeah. yeah. All right, so moving to, I guess, the three most disappointing in the Celtics Heat series. This was tough for me. It really was. Because if you think about the Celtics, no one's really disappointed that much. No, that's why there's another team that we can talk about. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Max Struess. That was it for me. Those are your three? I would not say Jimmy Butler has been a disappointing player. Last two games, he hasn't been there. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yes, but he also had like what a forty point game. Yeah, he did. Like he, he's done. He's done enough for me to not put him on this list. Simple enough. Um, I think that in terms of disappointment, Kyle Lowry is by far the most disappointing player. In he's what over his last seventeen. Yeah, he he, he's been terrible. Um, I think Struess is a great pick too. He's a starter. You you want your starter to at least perform, right? Like you the backcourt's been horrible for them. Really, really bad. Um, I think that, that Lowry, I don't know where the expectation should be on Lowry. He's a veteran player. You don't know what you're going to get from him every night, but you hope you get something right. And he's done essentially nothing other than flop. So I think Kyle Lowry is a clear, most disappointing player. I think Max Struess is a great second, most disappointing player early in the series. He was decent. I think he's O for his last 
17, something like that. Yeah. So That's why I picked Butler. I mean, yeah, Butler goes out, scores 41 and 29. He combines for 70 in his first two games. Right, and he scored 27 since. 8, 6, 13, and he shot his last three games. This is the star player on the team, by the way. He shot in his last so three games. He's, he's, 10 for, he's 10 for 40. And I mean, this is the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. You're 10 for 40 and scored 27 points in the last three games combined, and you're trying to knock off the Celtics. That's I, haven't, not, I haven't even named my third most disappointing player yet. And, and Bam has been, Bam's been pretty good. He's I, been, I think he's been better he than had a good. I mean, it's I, recency bias, right? Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to go out and say that Bam has been better than Butler, right? But in More the, consistent. In the first two games, Jimmy Butler combined for 70 points. Bam had, like, 12 points in those first two games. Yeah, Bam stepped and up. And then he had one big game, and they won. It was a big game. Good for them. Bless, bless you. And, it, yeah, great great game by Bam. Game three. He went out and won. Congrats. Huge game. He needed it. The game that Jimmy won, the 40, you know, it. he went out and won the game. It was early in the series. I think recency bias has led you to believe that Bam has had a better series than Jimmy. But I think if you look at it from start to finish – it's about the same. Who else can um, you see? I mean, Hero, but he hasn't played the last two games. Hero's been hurt, and before that, he honestly wasn't that bad. Um, but the I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone in the Celtics has generally been disappointed. Grant hasn't been um, the same Grant as he was in the in the past series. Honestly, I, I mean, if, if we're just talking about players I was hoping would do better, I'm going to go out and say Daniel Tice. Um, because he was a DMP last night, too. Yeah, he didn't even play. Um, and I, I get it. When we're healthy... You know, I, I, I don't even need him to see the lineup. It's not like I think we need Daniel Tice to, to win a championship. Um, but Robert Williams hasn't played. And, and Al Horford missed a game in this series. And Marcus Smart missed time in this series. Daniel Tice was clearly needed. And I think every time he was on the floor, he was absolutely abused by the Miami Heat. So for someone I had respect for, for someone I appreciated being back on the team, for someone nice. I hoped we could get some consistency out of as a veteran bench player, we really didn't get any of that from him. And I don't want to see him again on the court. So, Who are your three best players in this series? Um, I think number one has to be Tatum. Um, yep. I think he's had some bad moments, but I think when... He's when, gotten a lot of blame, but yeah, he's... Yeah, when, when push comes to shove, I've, I've actually enjoyed watching him and i think that he's made the big shots when he needed to so i get tatum one too yeah i I got tatum there um number two i think i'm gonna go with al horford got al horford too um so i i think horford's had a couple big games he doesn't need to have huge scoring performances but he's got a 16 point game he's got a couple other games in the teens big rebounding games he seems to run the floor be aggressive be smart throughout the game so i really appreciate that and honestly, I don't think I'm going to pick a single Heat player on this list. I think number three, I'm going to go with Derek White. Um, I put Jalen Brown just because, I mean. There's no effing way I put Jalen Brown on this list. I don't care if he had 40 points. That was in a loss. The turnovers pissed me off too. He's way too wild with the basketball. I would put Robert Williams ahead of him. I would put Derek White ahead of him. I don't think Jalen Brown. I, he's had bad dribbling in the past, but I don't think I've seen anything like this. No, and, and I think in part the, the Heat are actually a stifling defense, so I want to give them some respect. Um, but you gotta you got to be better than that. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I completely agree. If he wants to be an all-star, superstar, a guy that you know we value over anyone else, an untradeable, untouchable player. Same with his free throw shooting. He's got to get better. So I'm going to go with Derek White for the reasons I said earlier. He hasn't had incredible stat lines. He hasn't hit the game-winning shot. But... 
early on in games, Derek White has come out, scored, been aggressive, played hard. He started for Marcus Smart one game, and I think that he has set the tone a couple times in games where we needed someone to show up early, and if it's Derek White, I, I got to give him the credit. The only other person I would think of putting on this list is Victor Oladipo. Yeah, which um, it's pretty sad if that's the case. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, a bench guy, I mean, he's an all, a former All-NBA player. He's a, a guy I would love the Celtics to have. But I don't think he's been consistent enough to make the list. The only game where, you know, it was, it was impressive is when Jimmy went out with the injury. But if you really look at that in a vacuum, the Heat blew like a 25-point lead. Yeah, that, they, that they still won the time. game. They still won the game, which is why Oladipo gets the credit. But he was on the court for the majority of that below in lead. So, yeah, so that's that basically. All right, so we'll be back here for week 92 next week. We'll be doing our NBA Finals preview. We'll be praying and hoping that the Celtics will be involved in that NBA Finals preview, which they'll be there. Real quick updates before we go Red Sox first inning up 3 0 on the White Sox. Kike Hernandez with a leadoff home run. So there we you, go, Kike. You spoke that into existence, man. And Verdugo with a double to make it 3 nothing. so maybe. We both did. And then the NHL game is currently... Hurricanes are up 2-1, eight minutes left in the second period. So it could be a, a home series there. And then NBA game tonight, we get Dallas-Golden State tipping off in about 35 minutes. So a lot of sports going on tonight. We also got the other NHL game. But we'll be back here next week, guys. And tomorrow night's game six at the Garden. Celtics with a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Let's get it. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully for a Finals preview that we'll be talking about Boston. We will be talking about Boston. I'm confident. You're confident. The whole neighborhood of Gaslight is confident. We'll see you guys next week for Week 92. Thanks for joining us tonight. Drink your martinis, everybody.